The Jimmy IV Sexy Cool Lounge is an inspirational podcast spreading positive energy and only good vibes into the universe through personal discovery, empowerment, and self-love awareness. Now, please join me in the Sexy Cool Lounge with our creator and host, Jimmy IV. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, wherever you might be listening to this episode. And may your vibe be cruising at an altitude that is so sexy cool. So as always, y'all, if you have not had a chance to check out the flavor of the Sexy Cool Lounge, I do highly recommend that you go to www.sexycoollounge.com and listen to any episode between one and episode number 39, with this being episode number 40. As always, we keep amazing guests, inspirational vibes flowing. So I'm sure that there'll be something to fuel your soul between episodes one and 39 with this being episode number 40. You can check us out on Instagram, follow us, and we'll definitely follow you back at Sexy Cool Lounge. And you can follow the podcast on any of your podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, you name it, we're there. Follow us, show us some love. Now today, I want to talk about happiness in a way that's a little different than we've talked about it before, right? I want to talk about and highlight some of the people that make us happy, okay? We can feel happy within ourselves, but there is a select group of people who intentionally can make us feel happy, make us laugh, make us have joyous moments for a minute in our lives, take us away from something that might be troubling us, that might be a challenge for us, and they have an art. It's a gift. And I'm excited to have a person like that today on this episode who can help us appreciate and connect us with that type of gift. And it's called improv, right? Yeah, so improv. Today, I have Miss Julie Brown, who is an improv artist, and she is an improv teacher, y'all. So with a warm welcome and a good listening ear, please welcome Miss Julie Brown into the Sexy Cool Lounge. Julie, how are you doing today? I am doing wonderful on this lovely Sunday. Woo! Great. great. Listen, I am so glad that uh, I've had an opportunity to I'll bring you in the Sexy Cool Lounge, right? I've been like following you for a minute and mm-hmm. you are doing some really positive things in this universe and bringing some really good energy uh, to people on a consistent basis. And that was one of the reasons why I wanted to have you in here. So before we get started with anything, and you know how this works in the Sexy Cool Lounge. So first question out the gate is, Miss Julie, what does sexy cool mean to you? No, it means, you know what? A person can be as hot, sexy, physically looking. But when you talk to somebody and they just have that vibe and you just want to get to know who they are and you just, it's like a great dessert, a great wine, and you want to keep talking to that person and connect with that person, that that's what it means to me. That's the sexy, cool part. Like you just want to keep 
digging in there and get to know that person and you're just like i mean not in a sexual sexual way but like you know just you're intrigued i love it i love it i love it wow i don't even know if i could roll my r's like that even if i try (laughs) so the beautiful thing about that question and i say this all the time y'all that i've asked that question a million times and I have yet to get the same answer twice around the world. I have people who email me their perspective on that question. I've asked that question to my guests that come on and never once has two people said the same thing, never. And I feel like that is the beautiful thing about the question. It's all about the perspective of the person who is answering it and what they feel within their vibe. So thank you so much, Miss Julie, for uh, giving us your perspective on that. You're welcome. I want to talk to you today about the art of improv. I want to understand the connection between it in regards to inspiring, being able to take someone's mind and feelings away from something that might be a challenge for them, uh, whether it's personal, whether it's financial, whether it's, you know, professionally related or whatever, when they come and you touch them as an artist Uh or you're teaching others to be able to touch other people. Talk to me a little bit about what is improv? What's the definition of improv? Basically, it's anything that is not scripted. Mm. So life is improv because we never know what's going to happen especially these few years that's been very improv um but being on stage if you're doing improv on stage basically if you're using it as emergency and acting when somebody loses their lines and you have to keep that show rolling that's improv somebody comes up and says something and sometimes that's the the best part of some shows because it's random and you just made everybody crack up and you had no idea, but you just had to get out there to save the show. And that's improv. And like I, when I teach improv on workshops with kids and adults, especially with children, uh, I did one a few weeks ago. I was telling how important improv is because use those skills to think on your toes when you're getting older and you're going to interview for jobs and you're connecting with these people. You don't know what they're going to ask you. So you have to be very on on your feet, basically, and open mind. But you keep using these skills and you keep getting better and better at it because you don't know what life's going to throw you. So, and that's a good point that you make, that improvisation in the entertainment um, capacity of what we're talking about can actually be like converted over into real life. Like you said, going on a job interview, you don't know the questions that they're going to ask you. Um, Things come up in life and you have to like have situational thinking on the spot to be able to get through those moments. Um, And some of them could be challenging, but then some of them are also, um, you know, on the positive side. So I see where improvisational um, thought processing, if you will, um, really resonates like outside of the entertainment world and people who teach that are, are like I said, a very unique people because, you know, you, you have mastered it to the point to where it's just a part of your daily life. Right. 
Yeah. Um, to go backwards a little bit, if I'm allowed to, if not, tell me I'm Absolutely. going too far go off. Yeah, we're just vibing. I, I had a really bad speech problem and I always loved acting. That was always something I loved entertaining. People would put me on on top of a thing and I'd start dancing like I was two or three years old. I wasn't always great at vocals. Improv, you don't necessarily always have to be vocal it's about movement to though you're thinking on your feet so it doesn't have to you have don't have to have those lines as precise maybe if you're a lead actor so besides wanting to do the acting aspect of my life that's something that I really you know wanted to do it helped me just overall overcome a lot of my challenges besides being having speech problem I was dyslexic so using those skills helped me in my everyday life just trying to become a better better person as an artist and a person um but i feel like i i don't know if i've gone off subject a little bit with that but i feel there is no there there is no subject matter today we're learning about improvisation and you're bringing it to us in a way that we can really understand it so however you need us to understand it then then that's how you bring it to the table absolutely um so yeah i went to college for being a classical actress and i wasn't always the best at that and I was even told like two weeks before graduating, is that something you really want to do? That really, I questioned that in my head. I became a server after I graduated college because I was just trying to figure out what I was going to do at a theater degree. Am I going to use this theater degree? Because a lot of people questioned it. I was in Indiana. They're like, is there any aspects of theater can you use? And I really thought about that. And I was just like, maybe, I don't know. I love this, but is this the route I can go? But moving to Orlando, Florida, the area I live I live all over I've lived all over central Florida basically since I've been here 11 years I got involved with the improv community Mm -hmm. and I knew improv I learned it in school I've always done theater since I was little it was thespian in high school um but getting involved with these improv artists these people would think on their feet and they would do these games and they would do all these things I was very intrigued by it and I'm a very creative person, even though, like I said, I'm very dyslexic and I would do things backwards. I feel like having those challenges with the learning the improv and knowing that I got to keep going, keep this going and not giving up the story of keep adding, adding on and on with improv because improv, you don't want to kill the story. You want to keep adding on. I feel like as an, as an adult, it's made me grow a lot. And as an artist too, just learning these traits that maybe I'm not the lead actor I'm more the character actor which I do play I I play with murder mysteries all the time we do shows all over I keep going to Miami and all over but using those traits with the improv because basically it's an improv show um I that's the type of performer I am and not everybody thinks that they think they want to be an actress and they think they have to be the lead actress there's tons of different types of roles that we use theater they use improv actually in the hospitals they train people they train the doctors and nurses on different atmospheres situations and they have improv artists acting like they had their appendix taken out or whatever and those are skills that they use with improv in the theater world too so people think they think one-minded and I'm like no it's not just one-minded learning all about improv as an artist and as a teacher there's things that you keep learning there's different types of improv that um, like music improv I love that I am not very good I'm not very musical but I'll see these people rapping and putting a story together and you're just like mm-hmm. wow how 
in the world did they do that? But it's just with, like you said, connecting with people and more you connect with people, more it's possible to make sure you're, you're reacting with each other. It's not scripted, but it's reacting. And there are rules of improv. It's not just all free, but you follow those little rules and it turns into something totally different than maybe you thought it was going to turn into. I think that um, in real life, people use improv more than they recognize because they, they, they don't see it as the way you have defined it. But I think you're highlighting it in a way that we all can like, resonate with the fact that there are different forms of improvisation. And just to kind of piggyback on what you're saying, so like a lot of people watch football, okay? And sometimes there's a play that's designed that for the offense to run. And sometimes that play will break down and there's something that's called off script. You'll see the quarterback, he was supposed yeah. to do this, but because something else happened, he had to think on his feet and do something different to create the play to extend. Yeah. And I think that kind of goes with what you're saying about, hey, improvisation, you know, it's not necessarily scripted, but we, we run it in a way that we can continue it on within the guidelines of what you feel like improvisation is, would that be like a fair analogy to kind of put on the table? Exactly. Like an improv, we, I mean, some improv artists may do it, but a big rule I know is that we try not to kill the other characters in the scene. When we put a scene, we try to keep adding on, even though I use improv skills and murder mysteries. So mm -hmm. obviously someone is going to die. But I, we, we want to keep it rolling. We don't want to kill people. And we don't like saying like, no, and can't. We like to keep adding positivity. So you keep it rolling. So, and there's different types of improv. So sometimes there'll be certain rules with those type of improv. But we, yeah, exactly what you're saying. It's non-scripted and it just keeps rolling in a positive way. Um, but like, you might start, you may start a scene thinking you have a topic. Let's say we're taking a family vacation to Florida. That's the topic. And we say there's a mom and a dad. Those are the characters, the mom and dad and the kid. So we'll have three and they're going to Florida. That story of them going to Florida may turn into a random story that they're visiting dinosaurs. And that's the magic of improv it's not planned and you just see like you and I right now are vibing we're mm -hmm. we're seeing we're connecting we're talking I really I mean I see you on Facebook and all and I love to see <laughs> seeing the stuff you see but I don't know you so you don't know where this could go we could be talking about I don't know talk about the zoo who knows right. but that's that's with improv you with a lot of times we'll try to have you do characters and topics but you don't know where it's gonna go but at the end you're just like wow that was magic we connected. I didn't know you. You didn't know me. Or sometimes you, people do know each other, but just never right. know. And you put on a whole show in five minutes and had no idea you're going to do that. You so know, that's it, it, improv. It, it's 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 funny um, that you kind of take it in that direction because when I now look back on some movies that are like favorites of mine, if you wait long enough after the credits, you'll see like the B 
film role of some of the outtakes that were improvisational that either were added because they were so on point versus the scripted version or stuff that may not have been added because it was just like hilarious, funny, and it yeah. was a mishap. But I see the value in that and how it just kind of connects with uh, people in general. But there are some people that just truly can take improvisational creativity to a whole nother level that we just don't even understand. And I really appreciate you uh, giving us your time to help us understand that. So I want to kind of go back for a minute and touch on something that you had said earlier about some of the challenges that you were going through in yeah. regards to how improv mindset or the, the understanding of improv kind of helped you through some challenges in life. And I think what I'm hearing from you in that is that it also in some way instilled some confidence in you. Is, is that, would that be accurate? Yeah. I mean, I've always been tenacious, even though I have those challenges, they'd be like, Oh, Julie's going to do this. Julie's going to do that. But I look at myself a few years back. Would I have driven all the way to Miami, downtown Miami by myself? Probably no, because I get turned around. I have friends that met me when I first moved to Florida and they're like, how do you get around? You're turned around again. <laughs> I'm like, I just get flipped around in Orlando and right. all over the place. But yeah, I, I have those. I know some way or another, it's like, I got to get this stuff accomplished. This is what I'm good at. I got to keep going for it. This is something I found that connects with my entertainment skills. That's something I want to do. I love. And I like, I, I feel like I help others too when I teach people on how to do it and connect also. So it's just something that keeps me driven. And I feel like I've accomplished so much, even though there's still so much more to accomplish in my life. But I feel like from a while back, I'm a, um, I'm not a different person. I'm still Julie, but right. I have a lot more to my toolbox. I always say that in my workshops, what can I put in my toolbox today? What can I learn? And I try to pass the toolbox around. So you, you know, you realize the things that you learn um, from either improv or from your daily, uh, daily events. Would you, would you say as an improv teacher and someone who is an improv artist that in most of our daily lives, um, conversations that we have with people, um, they're not scripted. Um, the subject matter may be why those two people are communicating, but would you consider that as a form of um, improv communication, just a normal conversation back and forth? Is that improv or is that more something else? No, I really consider improv. I, okay, so when I was a server for a long time, I, was in, I still kind of do hospitality too. I would see everybody starting to get on their phones like when I was in high school cell phones started becoming more of a thing but when I would server I'd see everybody on their phones and not connecting with each other and I feel like that the arts of communication has gone away so right right now with us communicating with improv using that as a, a skill that a lot of kids when I work with the children they don't understand that and it makes me really sad because I'd go out and play when I was little um and 
kids don't really realize that they're playing their video games maybe a little too much. Moderation is probably always the key. Um, but I just, it makes me sad that like babies will be thrown a tablet at dinner and they need to actually communicate with even a baby. A baby needs to have that communication, that skill, because if they don't see that skill, then they don't develop it later on. So yes, I greatly think right now, definitely right now with everything going on, improv is something with just communicating you and I right now, because Mm -hmm. we've lost that skill. We we're losing, we're losing it. I'm not saying everybody's lost it, but a lot of people in the newer generations don't quite understand it on how to have a conversation, Um, not to get political or anything, but so throw out the political part, but we, even with the mask, I'll say hi to people and I don't very high back. So it's like, I don't know if it's because the face is covered or what, but I'm just like, hi. And people have lost that. They'll just walk right by you. And I'm just like, before, I don't know, people would say hi. So like I said, you, the mask or not the mask, I feel like people are just not, you know, communicating with me. I mean, I, there's some people maybe I don't want to communicate because they might look scary, but, <laughs> but I mean. Uh, yeah, I think that the mask situation really doesn't have much to do with it. I think it's the person. I think it's their uh, their thinking. And I do agree with you in the sense that um, the, the newer generation, younger generation, however you want to define it, um, is growing up in an IT age where communication for them, not so much for the older folks, myself, you know, your generation, um, we were brought up with talking, the art of talking, the art of talking was communication, you know, or the art of communication was talking. It was having a real time conversation. And somehow over the years, as technology has made the connection of, in my opinion, the connection of two people or a group of people connecting easier, it has diluted the art of a conversation. So now the norm is texting. Mm-hmm. And to me, I mean, I hate texting, to be honest. I'll just put it out there. I hate texting and I hate IMs and social media. Um, only because I grew up in an age and I'm a type of person where whatever you can say to me in 15 minutes of back and forth text messaging, we could have had in a five minute phone conversation and you can hear my voice. You can hear my laugh if I'm LOLing yeah. something or if I'm sending you a smiley face. I mean, but that's just me. I mean, you know what I'm saying? And some people grew up in an age where they didn't have the option of the art of talking to someone. They grew up in an age where they, like you said, handed a tablet or, or smartphone and they learned emojis and they learned texting and so on and so forth. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll work through that. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on here because you can kind of refocus um, my listening audience in a sense of talking, the connection, the one-on-one vibe is just as essential as everything else, you know, and I'm not here to bash um, smartphones or technology or nothing like that. But, you know, I I was in a situation uh, about a week ago where I was talking to someone and they were explaining to me a situation that they were going through. And within that conversation, the person said to me like, yeah, this person doesn't feel comfortable or they have to get out of their comfort zone in order to have a conversation with somebody. 
Now, I felt like, man, if you really are at that stage where you're more comfortable in communicating your thoughts through a text message versus just having a conversation with somebody, even if it's just over the phone, man, what is that really saying about the direction of where we're going with, with communication, right? So yeah, yeah. yeah. Can I throw something in there really fast? Yeah, go right ahead. Sure. There's a couple of things really I want to throw. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was talking to a guy that already knew me and he uses as excuse that I was a different person. When I was texting than I was talking, but I kept telling him, can you please, you know, talk to me? He was, he was on tour. Can you please like talk to me on the phone? And he was just instant, like texting some guy I was talking to that I knew, but I feel like a, my dyslexia sometimes flips it around too. I'll turn things differently. So I'd misunderstand things a lot of times with texts. But he which said is, that is, I was a totally which different is why person I how I act. Which is why well, I don't like texting because you yeah. do have that you have that option. And even if you talk to somebody and there's a misunderstanding, it can be cleared up right then and there in real time. So and like that. Yes, absolutely. Go ahead. What was your what was of the like, other situation? I was just saying, well, that was kind of kind of combination of <laughs> that. I know he I mean, he said I was a totally different person in person, even though he knew me. But I think that was just he was he had dating issues, but I'm saying, I think that's a different story, but I think people can like, you get comfortable when you're texting and you don't, you're not, maybe you feel more brave because you're not seeing a person face to face. So you feel like you can say more, but then when you see that person, especially if you like the person, you might get nervous talking to that person be like, Oh, I like that person. And I'm like, I'm too scared to tell it to their face. Like, you know, you have more confidence maybe when you're texting, but the same thing the texting's not real life. It's a helpful thing, especially if you're busy and you need to tell somebody, Oh, I'm running late or whatever. That's very helpful. But you got somebody like me, that's dyslexic who I'm better at texting than I used to be. Some people yeah. be like, I have a friend that thought I was a drunk because uh, my texts were so bad and thought I was like, and I got really mad because I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he thought I was an alcoholic. And I'm like, I am not an alcoholic. Right. I just hit texts. Nice. Well, I tell you, um, yeah, you, you, I think you, you hit the nail um, on the head with the whole texting thing. You know what I'm saying? And one of the reasons why I don't like texting, and I, I do it because it's a necessary part of society at this point, right? Mm-hmm. But when you text someone, there isn't, there's almost a six degree of separation that to me is not really a conversation. You know what I mean? Yeah. You yeah. have the ability in texting to sit back and read what you just wrote to someone and decide whether or not you want to send it or not. Right. Yeah. To me, that's not really having a, a, a conversation. Conversation is what we're doing right now. It's back and forth and we can talk about things and so on and so forth. So yeah, the whole texting thing, man, it's just like, for me, it's just like off kilter. Um, I use the mic and then it's like, sometimes it auto corrects on me. So, I mean, there, there you go with that. So, um, <laughs> but in, in all of it, the improvisational portion, um, it's still there. I think it's in everyday life. Um, I think we use it more so than we realize. And not just when we go and we uh, sit in front of someone like yourself and appreciate your talents uh, in a show. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And that's really what I wanted to try to highlight 
today with you was sharing some experiences and some um, tools in your toolbox that people resonate with in their everyday life that they didn't even know. Oh man. So this is improv. Like having a conversation with somebody is a form of improvisation. You know, mm -hmm. if you're watching a football game and the quarterback has to scramble out of the normal play that he was about to, uh, to run at the offensive line, that's improvisation. You know, it's just doing, it's just done on the field in a football sense off script versus yeah. it being in the theater or on stage, you know? Well, and, and a lot of people think improv is just comedy too. Right. That's my big thing that I've had to try to, it is comedy, but that's the big thing I try to reach people. It's not just comedy. It's so many different aspects. Um, it, it's on the stage stage. It, it can be comedy. It can be in training for doctors um, to make sure that they're training right. And it's you and I vibing or I'm interviewing for a job. It's what's not scripted and using using those skills that we have to try to keep growing at it and think on our feet. And improv, basically, there's lots of different games that improv artists do to try to train for it and different forms like long form, short form. Um, so you have all these exercises to basically train for it. And then you also have shows like murder mysteries we basically it's it's scripted somewhat but it's very much improv okay so if someone was thinking about following the path of julie how do they get started do they get started as an as an actor actress or what what would so if someone is hearing this episode and thinks that they're vibing with your message and your voice what would be your first suggestion to them to say, hey, if you even think that this is something that resonates with you and this is a direction that you might want to go in, what would your suggestion be as their first step? They can always contact me. Um, we could do a one-on-one -on -one virtual or live. I'd rather do live, but if you're in another country or somewhere else and I could teach you different elements on how to do improv, or I can also direct you to different improv organizations around. I know a lot of different groups. There's lots of Facebook groups actually with improv. There's lots of groups. So getting with other improv artists and seeing what you wanna do with improv. If you're just doing it for fun, cause you, it's a good therapy. Oh, and they also use, therapists use it too, to reenact situations. So it helps a lot of people when they're gone through trauma um, to reenact it to help with their brain. So a lot of psychologists learn improv. Um, so I'm like, keep throwing out different things at improv. But yeah, basically, yeah, there are a lot of Facebook groups with improv and say, I want to learn it for fun, or I want to become an actor. I want to use these skills to help me with my acting, or I just want to do improv because I love it. This is something that seems like up my alley. I'm creative and I can think on my feet or I want to work on this. Um, but yeah, I can definitely direct you if I can't directly help you. But then there's like lots of, if you're around local theaters too, you could ask them questions. I'm sure they'd be very helpful and want to help you. A lot of the arts community is very helpful and want to motivate people and help people. And 
you know, and throw something back really fast. Also, mm-hmm. um, during COVID, the Orlando arts community, I thought was extremely helpful. They were giving out food and everybody was tied together really well. So it really made me happy to be part of the arts community that they wanted to show that love. And there are a lot of people that have a lot of love vibe that want to keep having other people grow and connect. And that's why I wanted to have you on because you not only come from the improv part of the universe, but the improv part of the universe is doing some positive things and sending out some good vibes only behind the scenes. And I'm glad that you touched on that because I wanna make people aware of some of the other contributions that the improv community is doing that go unnoticed and sometimes not appreciated enough outside of the people who actually know what they're doing. So thank you for highlighting some of the other things that are being done in the community by the improv uh, portion of the universe. Thank you so much. So I just want to let you know as well that the, uh, when you said, you know, do things in person with somebody that might want to reach out to you from listening to this episode, uh, you do realize that the Sexy Cool Lounge is in 46 countries as we speak right now. So I don't know how many people are going like want to vibe with you in person, but you know, you may have a lot of people that want to just uh, do a Zoom call with you or whatever, because uh, we're definitely reaching around the world. And I am proud of the fact of what you do, because I want people to hear your voice all around the world and, you know, continue to spread some of that uh, positive energy through improvisation, not only as an artist, but also as a teacher. And if you can continue to teach people how to use improvisation in their lives, I think the world would continue to be a more positive place and we can all share some good vibes only. Uh, I was gonna go to China right before COVID happened with China Mm -hmm. and teach improv. I was really excited about doing that. I was going to put a workshop together over there. Um, But yeah, COVID kind of changed that a little bit. But but the 46 countries, I can at least try to connect with them the best I can. Absolutely. And that's what we're going to try to do is is it's all about connecting one vibe at a time. But yeah, we're going to make that happen. So if someone wants to reach out to you, how do we do that? Where can we find you? You know, are you on Instagram? If we look for you on Facebook, YouTube, I mean, how, how does someone reach out to Julie if they want to just either ask you a question or if they want to uh, get some information from you that says, hey, I, I like what you're saying. I, I like this, this direction and I think I might want to um, follow this path. Is there an email address? Tell us where we can find you. Uh, my email is J A. N N N with three N's E Brown, the color Brown, B R O W N at gmail.com. That's my email. Um, my Instagram is Julie Brown improv workshops. Also, I believe all my social media information is on your site. Correct. Mm-hmm. So they can also look at that information too. If there's yep. something, Oh, I want to get hold of Julie. Um, no, there's 20 million Julie Browns, but I, I believe my improv, uh, my YouTube's Julie Brown. 
to on there, but if you email me, I can direct you on that information. Right. And, and all of your social media uh, links are going to be in the show notes of the episode. So uh, everything will be right there. Your email, your social media links, uh, Instagram, YouTube, everything else. So it'll be very easy for them to reach you directly and not have to search for you. So if you're interested, guys, uh, look it up in the show notes. It'll be right there for you. And let's blow her up. All right. Because she's doing some positive Ooh. things out here in the universe. And no one rolls an R like Miss Julie Brown. So Miss Julie Brown, <laughs> before we get out of here, can you roll an R for us, please? <laughs> I don't know if you guys heard that. So I think she was a little bit away from her mic, but I'll do uh, I can do it one more time. Okay. All right, let's let's hear it. <laughs> <laughs> so there you guys go, Miss Julie Brown. All right. Improv artist and improv teacher. Miss Julie, I want to thank you so much for coming into the sexy cool lounge. It has been a pleasure and we thank you so much. Thank you. So as I always, guys, we're going to end it like this. Love yourself enough to radiate your vibe. Love yourself enough to radiate your vibe. And let's always remember, even though we do not have as much as others, we still have more than others. So let's continue to put good vibes into this universe so we can always get good vibes back. I'm Jimmy IV. I love you guys, and I will see you on the next episode.